Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. Due to the pandemic, we bring you One Bad Mother straight from our homes, including such interruptions as children, animal noises, and more. So let's all get a little closer while we have to be so far apart. And remember, we are doing a good job. This week on a very special Halloween One Bad Mother, Halloween Memories. Biz's sister, Helen Michelle, stops by for a haunt, and Biz discovers a new body in the booth. Woo! Yeah, I'm not okay. <laughs> I mean, everybody thinks I'm okay, but I'm not okay. I've had to miss my last two therapy appointments because of a insurance hiccup. I am three months behind in my rent. I just spent pretty much my entire paycheck paying off a back electricity bill. I just had to redo food stamps. Like, every time I turn around, something new is falling apart. I'm scrambling, putting something back together, while, like, three other things are collapsing behind me. And I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of trying to hold it together and... I'm tired of everybody thinking I'm okay, but I don't know how to let people know that I'm not okay without just screaming my head off. I don't know how to communicate that I'm getting help, but I need more help. I don't know what to do. And I live in a state where the whole thing is just set up horribly if you need help, because the whole point is to discourage you from doing everything so they can give you as little help as possible. I just hate this place. I hate this time of year. I hate the fact that it's an election year. I don't even want to deal with that. But it is what it is. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm not okay. And I should say I'm not okay to someone who's not going to just be like, let me fix you, you're broken. Because I don't want to add that stress to other people. So, yeah. Thanks for listening. You're all doing a great job, and I'm doing a great job of pretending I'm doing a great job. (laughs) Well, if I was passing out the Academy Award for pretending that you're doing a great job when you don't feel like you're doing a good job, may I present this Academy Award? That was one hell of a check-in, and I am so glad you did check-in because you are right. That's too much. Everything you just listed there, even just one of those things, too much. And it, it, this, it is what it is. It's just like another motto for 2020. It is what it is. You know, like, it's like, it's like having a brand new hat and feeling so pretty and walking outside and then a bird taking a shit on your head. Like that is, that's where we are. And I think actually you're pretty remarkable because you, it is obvious that you are focused and working on trying to stay ahead of the next thing that falls. And I think, how do you tell somebody? You just say it. We just all should be done with it. Okay. Let them decide if they can help you carry it or not. Okay. You don't have to decide in advance if somebody would be willing to help whatever that help is okay let's to take that one off our plate 
and let them make their own decision. Don't worry. They'll let you know. <laughs> if they slowly start backing away and throw a smoke bomb and go poof and disappear, they, they, weren't, they weren't in a place to support you emotionally. But I think we all might be surprised by who does want to help support us. So I think you're doing actually a really remarkable job. That just sounds like a lot. That sounds like a lot. You know what also is a lot is my undying love and appreciation for everybody out there who is making it happen during this pandemic. Essential workers, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, roll call. And let's just go ahead and know that this roll call will forget like 90% of the amazing people out there who are doing work in unbelievable circumstances. All medical professionals. You know, I now do not know a single person who hasn't had to go in for something to a doctor's office or to an emergency room and hasn't come out saying how amazed they were by how smooth it went, how empty it felt. Now, I know, you know, people are experiencing different things in different locations where we are having extreme spikes, but I just, I know people are working so hard in the medical industry to make things clean and safe and healthy for us. And for all of you who go in every day and put yourself at risk to take care of us, I appreciate you. I love all the people who, I, you know, like people keep yelling. Well, not people. There's one person in particular who keeps yelling that we should just open everything because nothing's wrong. If we just believe hard enough that nothing's wrong, uh, it, it won't affect us. But as a result, a lot of people are having to go back to work who might not be ready. Teachers... I love you. I hear how tired you are. I hear it over the Zooms. You're amazing. School administrators, the people who help, for those people who have in-person learning, all the people who help keep that school clean and safe for the kids, uh, people who are driving kids back and forth in buses, you're amazing. People in stores and shopping and delivering, thank you. God, somebody will deliver wine to me. You are so very, very nice to do so, and I appreciate you. And, of course, our United States Postal Service. Thank you. This is a big time of year for you, handling all the mail-in ballots. And I appreciate all the hard work that you are doing to help our election happen. And to the post people who deliver and pick up our mail. And... Finally, to all of you who are volunteering to be poll workers, thank you, thank you, thank you. And to everyone who voted, I love you. I love you very much. Thank you for voting. Now, how am I? Well, like I teased at the beginning, there's a new body in here, guys. We have a new producer, and their name is Gabe. And I'm looking at Gabe right now. And I am so excited that Gabe is joining us as our new producer. Do not worry. I did not 
murder Hannah. Hannah just went out for milk and never came back. I'm just kidding. Hannah had a wonderful opportunity uh, arise for her, and we support her in her new adventures. Also want to thank Kristen Bennett, the Maximum Fun fellow who helped get us through these few weeks of transition, and we are so excited. So if you see Gabe appearing on the motherboard or any of the boards or anywhere, please say hi and say welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Gabe, guess what I did? I bought too much candy for Halloween. That's how I'm doing. That's my check-in. I bought too much candy. I overdid. Not sure how it's going to unfold Halloween night. Maybe to make sure that uh, we have the right amount, I should just eat some of it in advance. But I love Halloween candy. I love it so very much. I love Halloween so very much. And I think that ties in nicely to what's going to happen today. In the past, these have been bonus episodes, guys. Today, it's all Helen Michelle and all me talking about our favorite Halloween memories. Please take a moment to remember, if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting advice. Ms. and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. This week, we are welcoming back my sister <laughs> Helen Michelle <laughs> who also is known for a few things like writing American Housewife and, <laughs> and Southern Lady Code and if you really want to go back eating the Cheshire Cat go get that one go demand <laughs> it that's a good one if you want to learn something about the South we grew up in uh, and she has a new book on the way soon. Welcome, Helen Michelle. Do I get to woo? Yes, you can woo with me. <laughs> woo! woo! <laughs> or should we say, woo? I uh, know. Because you know, yes. I am coming to you live from New York City, where it is officially a ghost town. I know. It's a ghost town. <laughs> It is a ghost town in New York City. I'll be going out tonight with a few other ghosts uh, (laughs) down in Tribeca. (laughs) Very nice. Very nice. Helen Michelle, it's time for our annual discussion about all things Halloween. First, though, how are you? This is the first time I've laid eyes on you. I know. We are are phone talkers in our family. I have not laid eyes on my parents or you. Here, here, I'll give you a little taste. I'm going to take the hair down. Oh, Lord. I Jesus, know. Lady I'm Godiva. like a witch. I'm like a witch is what this <laughs> hair looks like. Okay. I'm good. Uh, I'm good. But I wanted to say, because I was just listening to the last episode, because I listen to you every week. I know. Um, you're so nice. Listening to Elif and his uh, yeah. missing tooth. <laughs> and I love how you always thank the essential workers, and I know that I am going to thank you because you are an essential worker. What? <laughs> yes, you most certainly are. <laughs> I know that your listeners agree that you are there every single week, and it is greatly appreciated, and you give people 
hope and comfort and understanding. And I know that everyone appreciates it. So I... thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Helen Michelle. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> the accents are going to come on. Thick. Oh, yeah. Get ready, Gabe. Buckle up. <laughs> Buckle up. Again, thank you. I want to jump in to Halloween. We have spoken. You guys can go back and find us talking about ghosts and haunts, haints and haunts. I think we also talked about superstitions. Yes. Which I think we concluded basically all brought us back to the devil. Yes, and well, you know, superstitions, that's just paying attention. Yeah, that's right. It is superstitions, just paying attention. And some of our other sort of family uh i don't know witchiness <laughs> southernness tradition uh, prophetic dreams yes uh, but today i dreamed oh, yes. of ellis's yes yes if you're pregnant say yeah mm -hmm. the day mm -hmm. i took a test and found out i was pregnant my sister called me i was at a mary burke's wedding yes. and she calls me and i'm like in a cabin up in the middle of the mountains and she says elizabeth i just had a dream <laughs> And she informed me. That you had a son. I had a son. And I said, well, that's weird because I just took a test and I no, am pregnant. No, I feel that I predicted it and then you went and got the test. That's oh, the way that, I tell okay, it. Let's tell the that's story the way that way. I tell it. That's a much better way to tell the story. Well, you know, one of my costumes as a child was always gypsy. Gypsy. <laughs> which you cannot be a gypsy anymore. Let's just jump in. Inappropriate, inappropriate costumes. It, it is. It will just jump into inappropriate costumes. Our life in the South. Um, so <laughs> costumes. I just would like to start with costumes. And yes. I think that Gypsy, and, and again, it's like dressing up as a pirate. Uh, yes. It's the most like extreme, like movie fed, you know, generated version of like whatever you can rummage through your mother's closet. Yes. It, is, you know. it is the easiest costumes. Yes. All of our costumes were from our parents' closets. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, that, does your mother have a 1970s ankle length patchwork skirt? Boom, yes. you're a gypsy. That's right. Or Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Do you have a, does your father have a handkerchief? Tie yeah. it to a broomstick. You're a hobo. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do, you have a little, have a little dress, paint on some little rosy cheeks and some lipstick, and That's you're right. a baby doll. You're a baby doll. Now, I mean, like, none of us can ever run for public office because we all have these floating around somewhere. I mean, it's just, and it's wonderful that we have moved on, but I wanted to ask you, do you, I hope, do you remember having a favorite costume? Oh, that's a good question. I I don't know if I had a favorite costume, but I have a very memorable costume. Okay. <laughs> I was in the 10th grade because I was never someone who sexualized my costumes because, you know, we all remember yeah. my 13th grade birthday party because my birthday is right before Halloween. And so yes. there were often Halloween themed parties and a overly developed sixth grader <laughs> came to my 13th year old birthday party in a nude body stocking and a six foot carnival snake wrapped around her because it was the Bible belt and she was Eve. Um, so, yes. So I think I will. I do think I have a, a favorite costume now that I, my mind is running. My favorite costume was probably from 
being 10 years old mm-hmm. and we had a detective oh, birthday yes. party. And again, mama made fantastic birthday cakes. Yes. One layer. Circle oh yeah, cake, always. Circle cake with mm-hmm. just a one piece of rectangular piece of cake to make it look like a magnifying glass. So I had like a magnifying glass cake and I was Fargo North. Do you know who that is? Yes, Fargo North. It was a it was a character from a yes. book. Yes. So again, it was just my mother's yeah. trench coat <laughs> and a pencil mustache. That's right. I think you had um, Papa's hat as well. Yes, and like Papa's fedora. But I do also remember being humiliated at various attempts of costumes. <laughs> yes. And that's where I go to tenth grade, where there was a big, you know, girl boy party at some sort of, you know park shed and again <laughs> last minute thinking i'm gonna be sleeping beauty and oh. so i put on my you know vermont catalog flannel <laughs> floor length rose print um, yes. little house in the prairie nightgown <laughs> <laughs> and go and everybody all night called me wee willy winkle <laughs> no wee willy winkle Upstairs, yeah. Well, that reminds me of my worst, like my favorite, but worst yeah. Halloween costume, which is where I was going to go trick or treating as Pat Benatar. Do you nice. remember this? I was going to no. be Pat Benatar, and you and a friend came with me because I guess I had no one to go trick or treating with, and you guys came with me, and you guys were going to be my backup singers, and every and I had like this green you know kind of ripped something left over from some you know school costume related things like shiny green material with belt around it cinched around leggings and like you know my hair was short and like all this stuff and like crazy makeup and every fucking house we went to was like peter pan (gasps) and i'm like i am pat benatar pat benatar yes Yes. was there any was there a costume that you wish you had done and could have pulled off that you never did? Uh, I have always found all costumes hard to pull off because of the glasses. Because, (laughs) like, (laughs) like, do I limit myself? To only costume or like only costumes with glasses. Yes. Uh, Or do I just, you know, there were a couple of those like eighth grade high school years where I know I just went blind to parties trying to (laughs) pretend that I was, you know, a vision without glasses. But I know I've shared it on the show before, but I will never forget. I was going, it was like a preschool kind of like maybe or kindergarten class you wore your costumes and I went as I wanted to go as Darth Vader and mama put I know whatever things I've never said (laughs) Uh, everybody get out your list get out your punch card for things I say that my sisters never said and vice versa mama took we could not find one. And Mama took a skeleton mask. You know, those plastic yes. ones with the little elastic strap. Yes. On your face. Spray yes. painted it black and, you know, put me in some sort of black cape. And I went and everyone made fun of me and were like, that's just a skeleton suit. You've painted black. I remember just feeling like <laughs> shit, but I'm a stronger person for it now. I have such a vivid memory of. Yeah, do you, you know, remember anything of me being of me being in anything? Well, I remember going to one of your birthday parties, mm. and it wasn't a Halloween birthday no, party. No, it was the doll I party. 
it was it a doll party? Was it the doll party where it I was must, dressed up? It was in the yes. Parks and Recreation yes, that's shed exactly what it was. that you rent out. Yeah, and again, just to show you the changing times, I had the flu, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I still put on my full clown outfit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, with fright wig because <laughs> you were a clown doll. I was a clown doll, <laughs> and I had there's this picture of me, and I wish it could be unearthed in the parents' basement, wherever it is, yeah, uh, of me just sitting with my head in my hands because I had just thrown up <laughs> in the back, you know, the yeah. back of the party. Yeah. Uh, and I was so sick just waiting for someone to take me home because like, I didn't want to ruin the party. You don't want to ruin the party, Helen Michelle. No, no. I will. I will make sure I post this on Ooh, Instagram. Is it? Is it me? But it, it, no, it's not you. It's me. Oh, yes. That's and where I puked. The doll party yes. with my doll cake and mama and her fabulous short hair. Yes. And all those other kids dressed like dolls. Dolls. Which we would just call toddler and tiara pageant wear now. Exactly. That is exactly right. A lot of, that's a lot what of lace. I, that's what I imagine in my mind. Like if I'm ever to go to a Halloween party again, oh, yeah. I would want to get a full spray tan. Because oh, yes. I am not the tannest of ladies. I'm no. basically the color of a peeled banana from top that to is, bottom. That is true. I've worked very hard at keeping <laughs> she has, yeah. Her skin is flawless. She's it's just flawless. like this little, you know, yeah, naked banana, I think, is yes, a really yes, yes. good way to Two describe you. Dots. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I would get a full spray tan and then get a huge blonde, like mm. Shirley Temple wig, bind my chest. Oh, yes. Get, you know, Mary Jane's and go as a toddler and tiara and make my husband go as a pageant mom. Oh, that would That's be... my fantasy. <laughs> we'll say so... it's a Halloween fantasy. That's right. Somebody... <laughs> if, if somebody's got a birthday coming up. But you think about, I do think about the, the number of times that, especially now where we're so aware of being sick and not spreading germs, yeah. the number of Halloweens that I went out sick as oh, a yeah. dog. You went trick-or-treating when you were sick. There's yes. absolutely 100%. Yes. yes. There's no way I did not go trick-or-treating sick. And there's no way the folks didn't let us still come home and eat that candy. Oh, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about trick-or-treating and candy for a second. Trick-or-treating, in our little neighborhood, we lived like on at the beginning of a... We lived, basically, it looked like a, like a magnifying glass. Yes. We were on the... A circle. On the end of the handle leading into... Yes. The cul-de-sac. Yes. I guess here's some here's some questions because I don't remember. When, A, I'll want to know your favorite memory or most vivid I, memory. I behaved like a fraternity <laughs> yeah. brother uh, on spring break yes. as a 13-year-old <laughs> girl. <laughs> you guys the just... things I did to people's houses, to yeah. people, uh, yeah. because there were no cell phones. And you, what, what did we do before cell phones? We took rolls of toilet paper yep. and Rolling. we threw them into your trees. Yes. And we uh, took shaving cream mm-hmm. and put it into your doorknobs. And I once... Yes. We'll see if it makes it into the podcast. You drive around <laughs> scooping up dog crap from people's yards and putting it into a you know rubber trash can. You fill that with somebody's hose with water. Oh. So it's just a big like 
uh, bobbing for poop <laughs> you oh, know, no. trash can and then you lean it against somebody's front door no hell I'm a shell. and then you ring the doorbell no. and you run so when they open the door it is a river of feces and that's what we call the good time <laughs> not terrible you have to wow. make your own fun yeah guys everybody get out their notebooks uh, write those ideas down yeah I don't remember doing because that we took it seriously we took yeah. the trick or treating yeah. very seriously you know it was if you're not gonna put candy out or be home you know we're yeah. gonna look through the windows and see if you're home <laughs> if you're not home you are gonna get a mount was mary joe and i would take oh. a what do you call it milky way yeah, no, 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 a three musketeer bar a three musketeer uh-huh. bar was better than milky way you take okay. a little milky way you know, they weren't bite little sizer. back then. They were still pretty big. <laughs> they were, they were fist, full adult a size. A fist full of candy. Yes. That's right. So you take that Milky Way, you bite off one end, and then if they're not answering the door, you take that Milky Way and you jam it into their doorbell so it just continues to ring. <laughs> and then you run. All right. How much <laughs> were the folks aware of any of this? Um, they probably were very aware. I know. Because <laughs> I was very proud of myself. <laughs> And I mean, I was such a tame child, you know, like I, yeah, I didn't I mean, we ever rarely rel- got in trouble. So, you know, yeah. I never, never smoked weed or got drunk or, you know, got pregnant. So what if yeah. she sticks a Malamar in the, in the doorknob? <laughs> One night a year, it was the purge. It was 1984. That's right. I would like to hear the Lee Stegall trick-or-treating yard story. Because that's that is that you shows know that you we commitment are from the South in that we know everybody's first and last name that's and right. use them with regularity. <laughs> uh, so Lee Stegall, Lee Stegall, <laughs> who very famously yeah. asked thirty-two girls to the prom <laughs> <laughs> um, until he got a yes. God bless him. Uh, yep. He lived at the top of like a rolling hill. Oh, big um, hill. You know, like you think of a gel, like a jello mold or a bunt cake. So it's like a level and a level of um, of hill. So we had to climb that hill. And that was my one year as a baby doll. You were and a baby doll. <laughs> my baby doll. Uh, rocking that bowl haircut. Uh-huh. And we go up there. My friend Mary Jo and I were always trick or treat together. And we go to the doorbell, get the candy. And... Again, you have to sort of make your own fun life. So he dared us to slide down the hill mm-hmm. and we slid down the hill and I <laughs> slid a little faster because I slid through <laughs> lots of dog shit. <laughs> but again, again, yeah. my, my, I, get, I, remember, I remember Papa saying, what stinks as we were <laughs> walking to another house and then, oh, and I just kept on trucking. I'm like, that's, that's right. not going to stop me. I would just back away from the, yeah. from the other doors. That's uh, but right. But we, we would often get driven to like the rich neighborhoods. You, <laughs> the word would get out where the rich neighborhoods were or where people just like left a bowl of candy out. Yeah. If you left, you leave a bowl of candy out, that's going to be like three visitors. People yeah. are going to get three visitors. Because they're like, going to take it all. They're going to take it all. Nowadays, from what I understand, parents like bring like a, a red solo cup with them because people who are home give out booze or snacks to those the parents. Are very specific neighborhoods. It's my friend's Daddy. Or apartment buildings. Those are <laughs> that is not our neighborhood. But no, that would be a good you, time. As the saddest thing, as my husband is the saddest thing, I moved into when I married 
my husband. I moved in. It's been 20 years in this building. We live in a pre-war building on the Upper East Side, and the average age here is like 87. Yeah. <laughs> At the moment, there are 13 apartments occupied out of 85. <laughs> <laughs> so, but my first Halloween here, I'm all excited and I have a ghost on the door and I've ordered like retro candy from Oriental Traders. <laughs> so I've got blood bags and eyeballs and, oh, yeah. you know, fun dip and all that stuff. Not one oh. trick or treater. We never get trick or treaters because there's no children in no. this building. Yeah. And so, and like says, he's never seen me sadder, sadder. <laughs> Waiting for the trick-or-treaters, nothing. So I'm curious to see how it will go this year with the trick-or-treating. We don't know. On our street, because we've got, there are a lot of kids on our street, a lot of Mm -hmm. littles. I call them littles because they're all like five and under. And so Mm -hmm. we are doing a parade, costume parade. I have spoken to, thanks to the pandemic, we all know our neighbors now because everybody's out walking and you're just sitting outside. And so there's a parent at the far end of the street, a parent in the middle of the street, and I am at the other end of the street. And so the leading end. That's right. The, they're, we're going to do a little parade for all the kids, a little costume parade that's very socially distanced. And then, you know, some people are going to trick or treat and some are not. We clearly, I have, I started the show by saying, I have bought way too much candy. Good. Uh, it was a deal. If you get one, oh. you get 25% off the other. So I should get four because these are the Let me just tell three. you, yeah. I have to interrupt to yeah. say, again, I'm just going to consider this a part-time confessional and <laughs> how I used to torture you, my oh, yeah. little sister, because we would go Which story will this be? Which story? Uh, which story will it be? <laughs> so... I would torture you because I could, in addition to like at Christmas time, the torture was opening my presents at a slower rate than yours so that you would have opened all your presents and then I would still have three presents left and it would look like I had more presents, but I I did not. (laughs) So with the Halloween candy, I could make that Halloween candy last until St. Patrick's Day. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And I would torture you. It all goes back back to the donut. Helen Michelle, we would, we had, we both got donuts and I ate my donut right away because I like to live in the moment. You took (laughs) one bite out of your jelly donut and then, because we were watching TV or something laying on the floor, uh, on that. As one does. Yeah. And you just placed it like on your chest (gasps) and you were like, oh, I'm so glad I still have this donut. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. What is this, strawberry? No, it's grape. It's so yummy. I'm just going to take a little bite, Elizabeth, the whole time. Yes. Anyway. If you took that that marshmallow (laughs) test, I could wait like seven days to get a bag of marshmallows. You would eat that marshmallow right away. Oh, I would eat that marshmallow right away. The kids, we told our kids about the marshmallow test, and they're like, was there a chance for marshmallows? Give us that test. We were like, no. All right. Food, treats, candy. What is your, what was your favorite candy? Favorite and least favorite? Oh, I fucking hated the people who gave us the wax Coca-Colas, the little wax Coca-Colas or the wax teeth. There was always somebody who gave us the like wax teeth. And I was like, am I supposed to eat this? Uh, The answer is no. Don't eat it. What were those little like, 
there were like, I guess it was taffy, and it, it came in either a black wrapper or an orange wrapper. Oh, those were those were like <laughs> those were those were like the hard candies that your grandmother might have no, out they, in a bowl. No, they were chewy, not oh, a Werther's yeah. original. They were they were for this. They were like. They were flavored, but like a nut flavor. Yes, cheese. yes, like yes. a nut cheese. I am sure they are outlawed now because of peanut allergies. Yeah, they are. They were no good. I really liked this. You know, it, the eighties. There was just a boom of new types of candy, and now for the life of me, I cannot remember what it was called. But it have it was like it wasn't gum, but it was okay. chewy. And on the outside, it was one color, and on the inside, it was another color. And I used to have this memorized, and now I cannot. So I'll just say uh, Reese's, uh, no, what was it? A whatchamacallit. Oh, oh no, whatchamacallit. I lie. No. Ten grand, because I've blocked out not being able to eat caramel for all these yes. years. My $100, favorite. A $100,000 bar. That's right. Yes, the 10000 grand. Yes. The grand. Yes, those yes. Yes. were so good. Yes. I loved those. Those were yes. my favorite. And if, How you about put you? One in a, and if you put one in a punch bowl, it would still somebody like pooped well, in a punch bowl. Well, you could put that in your garbage <laughs> can and tip it. Every time someone says pooped, we, so you have to drink. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like a, right. I like a Smarty. You see? The Smarties. I'll, something I'll never say out loud. <laughs> I'll never same say. With, same with gentlemen. I That's like the right. Smarties. <laughs> <laughs> I am. It's, all right. We're going to wrap up on your birthday because oh. this could explain so much about oh, but i have questions about this too oh you have a halloween birthday i mean your birthday's not on halloween but it's two days before halloween yes do you a couple of questions before we get into the story that you have never shared on the show <laughs> but did you Brace always yourselves. have halloween birthdays yes Always had Halloween birthday parties because, and it was the greatest because the 29th is my birthday. Mm -hmm. And so that was exciting. And then like the 30th was always the school, what do you call it? Carnival? Halloween carnival? Yeah, Halloween. No one has those anymore, I don't feel like. We used to go, yeah. Yes, oh my God. Is this like a. Is this science class or yeah. what is that? <laughs> I'm gonna put my hand. What is what's in this bag? Peeled grapes. What's in this bag? Eyeballs. Wet spaghetti. That's right. This one's just full of peanuts. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, put your put your head in this bucket of apples that everyone else has put their head in. Head in. All just right. drink that water down. That's, <laughs> that's right. right. That's right. It's a Lit. water park for your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a party. There's, there's a party in my mouth, and everyone's invited. <laughs> so, so, um, and then the 31st was Halloween, so it was a great, you know, a great end of the month. Yep. So uh, yeah, so I always had Halloween parties. So it was like the the detective theme party. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there were other other themes. That's the one I remember the most. Oh my god! And then there was one like when I was 16. Or seventeen. You just too to old you, to have a birthday party. Never. No, it was sweet sixteen. It was sweet sixteen. Oh. This is what I did for my sweet sixteen. For my sweet it? sixteen, I didn't think I was doing anything, and unbeknownst to me, my parents rented a white unmarked van. Let's go back to the eighties, guys. Let's go back to the eighties, nineteen eighty-seven, and drove around picking up six of my quote-unquote kidnapping six of my best yes. friends. Putting him into the serial killer like van, 
and then coming to pick me up to go to have Chinese food at the one Chinese restaurant that was closed because they'd been serving us rats. And let me tell you, those they were delicious. Sweet and sour rats were delicious. They and we go there, and then we went all went off to this like haunted house, hell house, or oh, you know, a hell house. Was it a yeah. hell house? Well, we never got was- in because somebody didn't make reservations. Oh. Um, <laughs> You got to make reservations for the Hell House. I never actually went to a Hell House. The Hell House is religious. Yeah, yeah. Just the people, if you don't know, they're haunted houses. And then there are Hell Houses. And Hell Houses are completely religious themed like uh, like the if you're walking room. yeah there's always an abortion room there's always <laughs> the rave like room the rave room that's right with drugs and then I you know, yeah i know that yes we all know the things we can all let's all just sit down and use our imaginations as to what may be in the hell house frowned and, upon yes yeah, frowned upon in a hell house and then yeah. when you come out they, they recruit every, you. They would, yeah. They recruit. They recruit you. They That's do. right. They do. Yeah. I know. No, I know. Yeah. You get your as a haunted, yes. as opposed to a haunted house, which is like, you know, just people <laughs> grabbing touching you. you. Just touch it. All right. Haunted houses. Your birthday. We've never shared this story. If though you are a reader of my sister's books, then you are already aware of this story. It is. My sisters, God knows, maybe I'm so old. Maybe we have told this story. We've been doing this show so, so long. I don't think we have. Mm-mm. I think everybody, it, this story, when Teresa read it in your book, she said, oh. She was now like, I understand oh, everything. now I understand everything, uh, like, in terms of why you think some things are very funny. And I think uh, we should cut it from the show. So, all right. Our par- you've already shared that our parents thought it was fun to rent a white van and kidnap your friends and, you know, take you guys around. Please share with us your birthday story. Is this 15? It's 15, 13. right? 13. 13. Let's be clear. So, that's <coughs> my 13th birthday party. <laughs> and it's going to be a costume party. And I, of course, am making my own costume. So me and my friend Nikki Buckley get a police, you know, our police rocks and, you know, T-shirts. Oh. Put some safety pins in it, some tights, and put some lipstick on because we're punk ride rockers with like oh, a way, side pony. Let's be clear. Police the band. That's <laughs> <laughs> correct. That's correct. Um, <laughs> so, and it's a bunch of 13-year-olds. And again... Yeah. Where you had your doll party, yeah. I had this Halloween party, and this is 1982, 1983. So we go out to a cabin in the woods. Yeah, basically <laughs> what it is. Nobody else's parents are at this. They just drop them at this cabin in the woods. There is nothing for miles. You have to run for miles mm-hmm. to find civilization or a taco casa. <laughs> <laughs> and... My mother, our mother, is in law school at the time, Mm. you know, and uh, she went to law school at 40, so she's in law school, and she has brought another law student, a young, probably 24-year-old woman, to help out with the party. So that's my father, my mother, and this law student. And everybody's arriving at this party. There was, you know, of course, the young woman with the snake wrapped around her body, and somebody was Zorro, and uh, my friend Elizabeth Ponder came as death with <laughs> with like the full cape and the and the Reynolds wrap sickle nice you know somebody wore a boa and was a prostitute a uh, lady of the night i mean this is again this is 82 
And we, you know, we're all just like hanging out, whatever. And then we sit down to have pizza and watch a movie. Cat the movie people. is The Black Cat. Oh, it's The Black um, Cat, not the, Cat what, People. Sorry. Oh, no. oh, wait. No, no. You're right. Cat People. It was Cat, cat people. people. It was cat the, people. Yeah, Natasha Kinski's uh, Cat People. And we make, and the, all the lights go off in this cabin, and there's no way out of this cabin. There's one way in and one way out, and it's a mm-hmm. circle in the middle of the woods, just like maybe one window, and we're all sitting at cafeteria-style <laughs> tables with our pizza watching the tiniest, you know, yeah. television <laughs> Wherever you can like plug it into the wall and we're all leaning forward and watching this and we probably make it into it 10 minutes and we start to hear a kerfuffle or we hear a fight or an argument mm-hmm. tones Sorry, yeah. tones and you were not at this party Maya, I had where, just where were you? left I had gone yes. to go roller skating with Joanna Weaver <laughs> so off she goes and we look over to the corner of the door, and I see my father talking to a man. And it's a young man. Like, I remember he was bearded and in, like, a plaid shirt with a with the trucker's hat. And he is mad. And my friend Lori Monday, who had come dressed as Coco from fame in oh, leg warmers, nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> just reaches over and turns off the TV. <laughs> And they're all, you know, just Everybody watching. just turns. Right. And, it, and we start to suss it out that this is the boyfriend of the law student. And he is holding a wallet in his hand. And it is not his wallet. And he says, yell, he starts to yell at this young woman, I found this under our bed. Who the hell's wallet is this? And she's saying, you know, I think this like this children's party. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's this, uh, and we're all like, but of course, all of us are like, this is better than General Hospital. <laughs> but it's, but it is starting to get a little scary because it's a stranger in a closed environment yelling. Yeah, and he at is Papa. saying at my father, at this woman, mm. and the lights are out, and mm. he pulls out a gun. Oh my God. Hey, for real, yeah. we all know what a gun looks like. We are all raised with guns. He pulls yeah. out of a gun and he says something like, if, if, you know, if I can't have you, nobody can. And he is brandishing this gun. Yeah. And the, my friends are freaking the fuck out, going under the table because I come from a public school in Alabama and <laughs> I've seen a gun pulled at school. And what you, you do don't. is you get under the table. You don't run. You get under the table. That's right. People are under the table. People are hysterical crying. This gunman is like waving this gun. My my mother, I will never forget, puts her hands on her hips and she says, you are ruining my daughter's party. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he and my father's like, let's just take it outside. And my father is like younger than we are now. He's forty-three, and he's saying, let's just take it outside. Let's just take it outside. And it's a glass door, you know. And so my they go outside, and my mother and this law student are watching what we cannot see through this glass door. And the gun is fired, and my mother screams, "Bloody murder!" <sighs> We're all screaming because he has clearly killed our Your father. Fa- yeah, Papa's dead. Everybody is hysterical. My mother, I, Mama is trying to remain calm. The, the law student is sobbing. And then all of a sudden, my father just bounced to the door with this man saying, okay, 
Yay! You know, happy Halloween! Who can remember? We're going to play a game. Who can remember the most about this incident? And Mama just starts handing out legal pads and pencils. And we play this game of like, what was he wearing? What kind of gun was it? You know, what did you say? And, and we were, they were two actors that my father had paid $25 a piece from the University of Alabama to come. And it was one of his real guns. Yeah. And it was, but it was blanks, as Papa told me later, because, you know, real guns might have been dangerous. Uh. <laughs> so real blanks that he had fired out the window. And this is 1982. My pop, my parents never received a phone call about this. Never. There was no video of this. There was, you know, nobody went to therapy, therapy this. for this. Not even you for this. <laughs> nope. I mean, I got made good money off of this. 35 years later. That's right. <laughs> and uh, and people still remember it to this oh, yeah. day. Like when I was in Athens, Georgia on book tour last year, I read that story out loud and my parents were in the room and four women who were at that party were in the room. So I made them all like stand up and say, yes, you know, I just happened. And then so I said, anybody, you can ask them questions. You can ask me questions. And an audience member asked my father, why would you do that? And his response was, yeah. well, you got to make your own fun in life. <laughs> and I think we have proven that we have taken that to heart our whole lives. Yes. <laughs> I love that story. And because it just could not happen today. Ever. No, not, not even. Not even a little. Helen, Michelle. Thank you for coming on the show to Thank talk you, about Halloween. Thank and you for validating my, my life choices. <laughs> well, you're still here. As Papa would say, you're still here. Right. So, must have worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys turned out all right. Yep, I don't want to yep. know about it. I don't want to yep. know about it. I don't, don't tell me. I don't want to know. Well, thank you and have a happy birthday and happy Halloween. And we'll have you back on when your new book comes out this summer. Summer summer 21. Summer 21. If we can make it to 21. Summer 21. And then you can hear in that book, I have my sister's haggling skills. You can hear all about Elizabeth's haggling skills. (laughs) She has never paid full price for a Christmas tree. That's right. Got to make your own fun in life. That's right. Thank you, Helen. Thank you, Elizabeth. Bye-bye. Bad Mother is supported in part by Curiosity Stream. It's like Netflix for documentaries, smart TV for your smart TV. <laughs> Let's get smart. Curiosity Stream is a streaming service that has thousands of documentaries and nonfiction TV shows on topics like history, nature, science, food, technology, travel, and more. They even have exclusive programs featuring David Attenborough, Stephen Hawking, Nick Offerman, and Chris Hadfield. How fun I could watch David Attenborough talk all day long. You can easily stream everything from your TV, phone, tablet, or computer. Go to curiositystream.com slash badmother 
or use code BADMOTHER, all one word, to sign up. Just $14.99 for the whole year. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time! Ta-da-da! Teresa! Teresa! It's because... You're you're back with me, even just for these brief moments on the ship sailing the pandemic life that I'm like, <laughs> I feel like I have to sing you in. So I, I'm that it's just it's a new change. Teresa, Teresa. <laughs> it feels so right. It does, doesn't um, it? So maybe yeah. this will maybe this will be it. Did you to- do that the last couple of weeks? Because I yeah, feel I like think I've been kind I don't of think singing. I not- like I don't think I noticed because it just feels like that so is normal. what we do. So yeah, right, it feels normal. It just yeah. feels so right. Teresa, Teresa, it's time to genius me. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. I saw what you did. Oh my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You mom are a genius. Oh my God. That's Fucking genius. Okay. <laughs> Again, the bar is low, yeah. but my oldest child, my nine-year-old, is now at the age where she's enjoying watching Simpsons reruns with me. So good. And we've even been able to watch some of the, I forget what they call the Halloween specials that they like did every year. Yeah. They're so good. So we've been getting into the Halloween spirit, watching some of those. And it's just it's so like it's it's just one of those things where it feels great to me to do this activity. And it's so (laughs) nice that I can do that now with her. That is a genius. This is there. Teresa, I don't want to like, you know, screw it up, but it does get good there are some moments that get good like this so i'm so definitely still at the stage where it's shocking to me yeah no i you deserve (laughs) something is so nice and easy you've worked so hard came easily (laughs) and it's enjoyable it's enjoyable treehouse of terror that's what they're called yes thank you you are welcome i speaking of low bars I went on a walk four days in a row. <laughs> Guys, I mean, I, hey, that's a big deal. I, I can't say that. No, so I couldn't say it a week ago. It's a big deal. Yes. It's yeah. a really, really big deal. I'm not like resentful that Stefan walks every single day at the crack of dawn. I'm not resentful of the consistency. Oh, I can hear how not <laughs> resentful you are. But I'm just going to walk it off. So I'm walking. And as soon as the weather changes in California and it's 100 fucking degrees again in uh, November, I'll stop. So. Great. Perfect. There you go. Hi, One Bad Mother. This is a genius. Like so many other parents, I walk around most of the time wanting to scream. (laughs) And the other day, it was that tough time between dinner and bedtime. And my toddlers were literally just running around screaming and screaming. And so I joined them. 
We had a wild thing rumpus with all of us running around and screaming and waving our arms around, and it was so cathartic. <laughs> do I still want to run away to a silent meditation retreat in the woods? Oh, yes, yes, I do. But it certainly took the edge off, and we are all doing a great job. Thanks. Bye. Good job. Good. It's really good. It's really right? good when you can, like, authentically yeah. blow off steam. <laughs> In front of your kids in a way that is non-traumatizing for them. Like that's, that's, yeah. it takes like finesse. I agree. It does. You got to finesse that screaming with the yeah. children. Yeah. I'm very impressed. I think this ties into last week's episode or just, or just supports our theory from last week that yes, we are all still screaming and it's okay. You are doing... A wonderful job. Yeah, you are. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. Okay. I just, I, I made a really, really stupid, stupid purchase. Oh. Uh, it was time for a, like some new bath toys for Frankie and Oscar. And they've been like, they've been into pirates again lately whatever sure they really wanted like a boat for the bath and i just i should have spent more time searching <laughs> but i was just like pirate's bath you know and i just looked Beep at it bop, i was boop. like okay yeah boop <laughs> and and then so then they came and well a couple things first of all right away i noticed a lot of these pirates are holding guns like big guns yeah Oh yeah, pirates. which is totally like breaks a rule in our house to have. Yeah, I remember toys with that rule. Guns, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing was this: these are not bath toys. Like they're, it's like a, it's like a bucket of pirates, including like pirate ship. But it's not for the bath, and like one piece of it has like is like uh, electronic in some oh, way, and you can't. Yeah. It's a, but it's a shark, and so you're like, does this go in the bath? But it seems electronic. Like probably it doesn't go in the bath. Yeah. And but then there's no other electronic stuff. But then like the boats, we brought them in the bath because I was like, well, this <laughs> oh, is yeah. what they were for. Uh, not the electric one. Now. <laughs> but they're bath toys now. We brought them in the bath, but like the ship, the boats just like have holes in them and just like sink instantly. I mean, like instantly. Like yeah. there's no, they're just totally not bath toys. Yeah. So, they're not even yeah, good I, pirates I just, if they're yeah. sinking. If they're sinking, yeah. they're not even very good pirates. No, the the just, real question yeah. is why would you make pirate toys that aren't meant to go in water? That was my question. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. having my back with this. You're right. They're not space pirates. They're not yeah. mountain pirates. Pirates yeah. are That's... on the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You're doing a horrible job. Oh, just I know. Purchasing the first pirate thing you come in. Isn't that like in the What to Expect When You're Expecting book? Don't just buy random pirate toys. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, uh, well, enjoy those guns. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, you guys know, I enjoy crafting and making things. And, uh, you know, when my children say I would like a thing, I like making a thing. Though recently we've discovered that may be changing. Teresa and I may be doing a Freaky Friday where she has started enjoying things, uh, like making them, not just things, but... <laughs> 
making them and, and I no longer want to. But the point is, my children have asked for ridiculous costumes that mm-hmm. I said, sure. And I do think I might have even mentioned this on a show that I got ahead of the game and I got the stuff for the costumes like in advance. Wow. The fail is that they are hard. Co- this is like Katie Bell's is technically mm. cosplay. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I did not get the right materials because they were not uh-huh. available at the Joann's and I wasn't making multiple trips around. No. So I'm just making it work. But it's, I'm building boots right now and like everybody wants them like a week early because everybody's got to fucking zoom their costumes a week early for different events and there you go happy halloween uh like 40 hours worth of work on something that'll eventually be shoved under their bed so and guess what guess what guess what ask me what i'm gonna be what, Ask what me are what you I'm gonna be. I'm gonna Wait, be a no, mother. No, no, oh. no. I am. No, I'm gonna be a motherfucking witch. You are not. I've gotta be a witch. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> I mean. I know. It actually it makes sense. <laughs> this is why moms have been witches since the beginning of witches. This may be. <laughs> <laughs> this may be why women have been witches since the beginning of witches. Anyway, there you go. Ta-da, the real fail. I'm going to be a fucking witch. Anyway. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. You suck. I do suck. Hi, I'm calling with the dumbest fail. I feel like this is such a basic <laughs> human failure. My fail was giving my child uh, strawberry milk <laughs> in an open cup while he was tantruming. On the only rug in the house, he's two, which meant that when I handed it to him with medicine secretly mixed into it, thinking I was being a genius by giving him secret medicines so that he would (laughs) stop crying because he's teething, um, instead of that being successful, he Mm. just threw it across the rug. Thing is, what's more of a failure is think was don't cry over spilled milk which is very (laughs) stupid because it's not about the spilled milk it's now the like rotten milk smell that's going to be in my rug if i don't clean it properly and the fact my kid didn't get his medicine and like just all the failures you know anyway i suck sounds like plenty of stuff to cry over yeah Mm, sounds like somebody's enjoying a big tall glass of strawberry suck <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like that choice to mm. serve that in an open cup in that oh. moment, like none of us are thinking clearly in that moment when you're being tantrumed at. Um, and it just ma- like I've seen myself do that so many times where I'm like, today for right now, this will be OK. Like just not thinking clearly at all. And the smell will be like a ghost that haunts you the rest of your life, reminding you that you're doing a terrible job. You are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you, I love you. When I have a problem,
One Bad Mother is supported in part by Care.com. Care.com is a platform for finding all kinds of family care services, including childcare, senior care, house care, pet care, tutoring, and more. They have a large selection of local caregivers. Biz and I both have premium memberships, and I was so impressed with all I had to do was just type in my zip code, and I found that there were just dozens of potential caregivers really close by. So they provide the tools to access background check options, read reviews about people, see qualifications and certifications, and reach out to potential caregivers. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit care.com slash badmother or use promo code badmother. interrupt the podcast you're listening to to tell you about another podcast that's right we got this with mark and hal that's correct mark this is Hal. we do the hard work for you settling all of the meaningless arguments you have with your friends so tune in every week on the maximum fun network for we got this with mark and hal and all your questions will be asked and answered you're welcome all right that's enough of that we got this hi Are you someone who thinks that when one door closes, another one opens? Someone who always sees the light at the end of the tunnel. If you answered yes to one or both of these questions, good for you. We are not those people. Nope. I'm Annabelle Gerwich, and I'm a, you know that other door opening? It probably leads to a broom closet kind of person. And I'm Laura House. When I see a light at the end of a tunnel, I assume it's a train headed right toward me. Laura and I have created a brand new podcast for people like us. It's called Tiny Victories. We're sharing personal tiny victories or things we've read or seen that inspire resilience. So if you're looking for a tiny reason to get out of bed each week, subscribe to Tiny Victories. Available on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get tiny. Guys, we're back. And Teresa's back with me for the rant part of our show. And there is just nothing more uh, enjoyable than snuggling up virtually with (laughs) Teresa and listening to a mom have a breakdown. So this one probably fits more in the rant, although it feels like a fail. I don't know what to do with this home distance learning. My son already has so much anxiety about being seen, about not being good enough. He's only five, and he doesn't know what school looks like. And so we're trying to do these Zooms in different ways. Spread them out, put them all together. And this morning, I can't even get him dressed because <laughs> he does that to keep from getting on a Zoom. And so then we do it without the video. Uh, he's just so smart. He can get all the answers, but he's so afraid of saying it out loud and then now that I made him do that he's throwing everything at me Uh, (laughs) iPads and lotion that's sprayed all over the freaking ceiling and turning over couches I'm just so tired it's like I could have made I made it through preschool by just getting him ready and getting him out the door and there and now I have to do that getting him ready over and over and over again for every lesson and every zoom I'm exhausted, and I'm emotionally drained, (laughs) and so is he. 
because he also has to go through that. And I recognize that. But, ugh, I'm just tired. Thank God it's asynchronous learning so I can at least try to do it when he's in the right mindset. But still, <sighs> thank you for listening. You guys are doing awesome. Bye. You are doing awesome. You are doing an amazing job and you are not alone no in fact i am literally right there with you i mean i guess not literally that's the wrong use of that word i am i surprise teresa's behind you yeah (laughs) we have the same life i am so with you and i almost I almost can't think of anything to add to what you said because you said everything so beautifully and your compassion for what your child is going through right now is really, really beautiful to hear and see. And that almost makes it harder because you're carrying all of that for your child and you are suffering through this thing, which is not a fit. It's not a fit. It is a fit for a few people. It is not a fit for a lot of other people. And so all of us who it's not a fit for (laughs) are left trying to figure it out. And every day is trying to figure it out again. Oh, And like you said, every time, get ready for every lesson. Get ready how many times a day. And it's, it feels really impossible sometimes and yet we just keep trying like that there's I guess we'll just keep trying so I'm right there with you I'm trying with you it's so hard it's so hard you're doing such a good job it's the like okay well what am I supposed to do yeah and so when you have very bad choices the choice seems to be to just like all right we're just gonna do this yeah the hard horrible like exhausting thing every day you know (laughs) that's that's no fun to go to sleep thinking about it's no fun to wake up at two o'clock in the morning thinking about and it's no fun to have to get up and do the next morning and it's no fun to like (laughs) like I feel like what I loved about this call was you so correctly point out, like, we're trying, you know, how much we can, do, like, how much should we do? Yeah. Or which which ones should we do? Or when should we do it? And, like, I've been doing that, too. <laughs> and my the thing that I realized is it doesn't matter how little we do. Yeah. Even that, even if we get, do less and less, every single day we do less and less and less, that doesn't fix it. It's, it's not that, like, a small amount is fine. It's like, no. <laughs> None of it works. None of it is working. Doesn't matter if you do it at 8 a.m. or at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, it still doesn't work. Just (laughs) just keep whittling away till there's literally nothing. There's no school. And I just, again, want to emphasize how not alone you are in this. Yes. I have a friend. She just pulled her sixth grader to homeschool, and she don't want to do that. But the other fit was way worse, right? Mm-hmm. And like, yep. you know, the anxiety that you see anxiety. with kids who a year yeah. ago were running around yeah. the playground with no yeah. fear. Yeah. Now thinking everybody isn't going to want to listen to them or they don't yeah. want to answer. They don't want to raise their hand. Yeah. You know, this is happening 
everywhere to some degree. Yes. Uh, And it comes out in weird ways. And we think everybody's like, there's nothing worse than that day where you're like, everything's great. Great. Yeah. And then it's just like a sore. It just festers and it seeps out and it catches us off guard. And it probably (laughs) smells like strawberry milk. And I just... You are, and yeah, and I'm sorry, one last thing, and that is what Teresa pointed out, and that was the compassion and empathy that you are showing for your child. That really, to step aside and be a selfish adult for a second, that's a lot to carry. Yeah. And I don't think we give ourselves credit for the emotional toll that takes on us because yeah. we're told. That's supposed to come so naturally, and that just let me just give, Mm -hmm. and it sometimes it doesn't, and even if it does, it's still a lot to manage. Yeah, you're remarkable. You are. You're remarkable. Yes. Good job. Good job, Teresa. You're doing a good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. I'm. Always so excited to see you. I'm excited to see you too. I'm excited to meet our new producer, Gabe. Yep. Yay! Doing a great job, Gabe. I just see you. I'm witnessing you. (laughs) I am excited to make Oscar their birthday cake. Oh my God. I know. I'm really, really impressed that you remembered that. I remembered, but I I'm was going to text you later and be like, "Is this?" Still I'm a little panicky because okay? I'm like, "What's the date?" But yeah, Sunday. Oh, done. I can have a cake done by Sunday. Done. All right, uh, Teresa, you're doing a good job. Thank you, Biz. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh. I love Teresa, and I love my sister, and now I love Gabe. Woo! Guys, this was an exciting show. Uh, This is the kind of motivational show that makes you just want to lie on your couch and eat Halloween candy. And I hope everybody goes out and overbuys. What did we learn today? Well... We learned it's better to not know what your kids are doing on Halloween. It's also better that uh, we are evolving socially in our country (laughs) when it comes to no longer culturally appropriating Halloween costumes. That is actually really good. (laughs) What else did we learn? Oh, you know what? I was thinking about this with not only our wooer, at the beginning and our ranter at the end but I had this I had this moment myself this week where I said like to myself in my head do you know why I need to hear I'm doing a good job do you know like why this act because sometimes you know I say it and I definitely mean it but like why is this so important like why is this something that we have just become uh, so uh, dependent on. And, and it's because I, I'm so keenly aware of how hard I am trying. And I want to yell at my kids, do you see? Do you see this? I am juggling your, you know, trying to carry your emotional, 
you know, wait while you sort this out. I am trying to make the setup so that you can, you know, Zoom learn. I am trying to make Halloween happy. I am trying to also take care of myself. I am trying to make sure that, you know, we've got all the stuff. And you want to like be like, do you see? Do you see? Like, I am definitely having moments where, you know, with my tween where there are things that she would like to have right now and they're not things I am ready for her to have and I'll let you guys just mystery think about that but the the bottom line is she doesn't see all the research all the work all the like talking to people to find out what's the right thing what are you doing how did you do this what would be appropriate you know and and I know eventually it will just come down to you know, letting her experiment and try things because that's what they're supposed to do at that age. But she doesn't see all the extra work. And I think about all the extra work everybody's doing out there. And I just want to say you're doing a good job because that's just like one of the million reasons we need to hear it. You're doing a great job. You're doing more than you expected to do. Everything keeps changing. Are we in school? Did the school just get shut down? Oh my God, I'm home all day. I'm suddenly a work from home or stay at home parent. And that is not what my plan was, right? Like that was not what I wanted to do. Or I'm having to be out all the time in a world that may scare me, you know? And it is, it's, It is a lot. And you're all doing remarkable. And I really, really hope that for those of you who enjoy Halloween, you are able to make some Halloween fun of some kind. Hella Michelle certainly probably gave you a lot of ideas. I'm pretty sure that toilet paper in someone's house is considered social distance activities. And I hope you have a happy Halloween. And I will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. Oh, said Daddy, baby, bustin' by, not low down mama blues. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned, audience supported.